Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Freestyle Life, a podcast about real people living real lives, managing their diabetes. I'm Elizabeth Estes, and I'm your host for today. In full disclosure, I myself am not living with diabetes, but I am engaged in supporting the community through my family and my friends. The only way those of us not managing diabetes are going to learn how to best help is by asking those who are. On this podcast, we will hear authentic stories, some designed to uplift, and most all designed to teach. We'll speak with experts, advocates, and those attempting to change the diabetes ecosystem for the better. This podcast is in partnership with Abbott because we're in this together and we're stronger together. Welcome to Freestyle Life. This podcast is so fun because we get to meet people living with diabetes from all over the world, hear their stories, and learn from them as we go. Our next guest is joining us from the east coast of Canada, from St. John, New Brunswick. Her name is Sherry Lawrence. She's had her ups and downs managing her diabetes through the years, but she has found and created her own silver lining around food. When she created a company called Sweet Treats and Low Carb Eats because she wanted to be able to have those favorite recipes in a way that was good for her living with her diabetes. So joining us from Canada, Sherry Lawrence. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us today. We're anxious to hear your whole story, your whole journey. When did it start and when did you find out that you were living with diabetes? So I discovered I had diabetes when I was pregnant for my second son, and I was 27 years old. And they just diagnosed me as gestational because I did have diabetes in my family. So they kind of accepted it. So after I had my son, uh, it didn't uh, sort itself out. I, I continued to be diabetic, and I've been battling it ever since. What was your reaction to it when you realized, wait a minute, this isn't going away. Now I'm a new mom with a new baby, and, and this isn't going away. You know, I was discouraged. I was depressed. I felt really isolated because, you know, I'm trying to to, to raise children, I, I'm, and I'm trying to learn about this disease at the same time. So it was very difficult to, to juggle all of it. You said you felt sorry for yourself. What did, What did you mean? Well, I just, I felt, you know, this is, something that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life, you know, kind of the monkey on my back. And, you know, when we went somewhere, we went to a family gathering, it was really easy to give in to, you know, the peer pressure of hearing, oh, come on, you can have just one. It's not going to kill you. You've been so good. Have a treat. You know, it was really easy to fall into uh, those sort of strategies, you know, that my family would use because they felt sorry for me too, I guess. So they enabled me here they thought they were trying to be nice and essentially it was probably messing with your psyche a little bit on no I can't have a treat is that kind of where you were going with that it was and my family you know my family is very supportive and you know over the years more members of my family are now diabetic so I think it's um, a little bit more understood that you really can't have these things and you know we try to support each other how do you do that how do you support each other what's what's the ways that you support each other mostly well, when we go to family gatherings now, I will bring foods that we can all eat. I'll bring the diabetic-friendly foods, and anybody can have it because it's good and it's tasty, and you don't have to be diabetic to eat the low-carb foods and enjoy them. So I'll stick to the stuff that I bring and I know are healthy for me and um, stay away from everything else. We're talking with Sherry Lawrence. And Sherry, this, this, so this journey that you've been on, you went from feeling sorry for yourself, didn't feel like you had a lot of support, and then all of a sudden, you, you, but you did it, right? You managed to keep the weight off, live a healthy lifestyle after you were first diagnosed, and then yep. 
did you have another moment where where you kind of where maybe things weren't going great? Yeah, so so probably it was about um, 2005. My specialist actually recommended that I get a gastric bypass because I was had gotten to the heaviest weight in my life, and he told me, you know, you're you're battling your disease, your genetics, your medication. I was on large amounts of insulin daily because I'm, I was uh, insulin resistant as well. So finally had that done. And I ended up losing like 135 pounds in the first year. And during that time, you know, I had a shift in my brain as well, because I had been trying prior to the weight loss, but because of the amount of insulin I was on, it, I just kept gaining weight. And the heavier I got, the less active I got, and I got sicker and sicker and sicker. So I really took that opportunity and ran with it and said, you know what, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And since then, I haven't looked back. I haven't regretted the decision to have that surgery. And so I I lost 135 pounds and I maxed out at a certain level and went off the insulin. I didn't need the insulin anymore. My medications were reduced and everything was going great. And then about, I would say about five years ago, I started to, I I start, my sugar level started to go up again. Uh, I started gaining weight again. I got back on insulin and I realized that I needed to take control of this. You know, like I have diabetes, but diabetes does not have me. I take control of this. So I educated myself. I learned about eating low carbs. I learned about taking foods that I really enjoy and adapting them in such a way that I can have them and I don't feel sorry for myself anymore. I don't feel deprived. I'm pretty proud of being able to help other people now. Let's talk about that. Where did you learn? Where did you go to learn more about it? Where did you seek information and what was, was that a process? Was it every day you said, I'm going to spend an hour a day or it was just kind of organically, look, I need to know more and knowledge is power kind of mentality. Well, back when I was first diagnosed, you know, there, there really wasn't the amount of information out there that was easily accessible as there is today. We didn't have social media platforms where you could go find people and discuss problems that you have in common. You know, like it was, you were kind of isolated and you were kind of regulated to the information that the medical professionals could give you. But now, you know, so many years later, I was able to go online. I, you know, I could find groups. I could find information at my fingertips talking about low carb and how, how to how to eat to maintain your glucose, you know, looking up the glycemic index and, and just sort of every day I would be on there learning how to adapt foods to support how I want it to live. So if I wanted to have, you know, um, ice cream, well, you know what, I make my own ice cream now. I make a low carb ice cream. I make my own pasta. I make my own bread. You know, I make my own pizza crust. I make everything and it's all low carb and it's healthy for me. So I, I can have whatever I want now. And I can share that information with other people, too, who are asking me for help on their journey. You went so as far as to now all of a sudden you've learned all these recipes, you've done it for yourself, and now you have a business, low-carb eats and sweet treats. Tell us about the business. Well, you know, for a couple of years, once I was started uh, going low-carb, which, by the way, once I made that switch in my brain and started adapting all my foods, I ended up losing 
the weight that I put back on and I've now I'm at the lowest in my life. I don't think I weighed this much when I was in high school, <laughs> you know, it's so, awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I would, I would post pictures on Facebook. Oh, you know, look at this. This is what I'm eating today. And eventually it grew into a Facebook group where I would, I would uh, post recipes and I would ask people to post their favorite recipes. And it was just a forum for everybody to get together and talk about challenges and ask questions without being judged, you know, because there's so many types of lifestyles out there. There's keto, there's low carb, there's strict keto, dirty keto, anything you want to call it. So that was an area for people to go and you weren't judged. You just go in and ask a question, talk about it, share recipes. So, you know, we would post pictures in there and then people would start messaging me and said, do you sell your food? And I would say, no, you know, I work full time. So I don't, I don't really have the time to do that, but here's the recipe. Feel free to use it. Eventually I just kept getting more and more requests and people say, well, you know, I, I, I would pay you if you could make this for me. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy and, you know, just think about it. So eventually Last year, I decided to start a little home-based business because I do have a full-time job. So this is something I do on the side. And I, I registered my business name, Low Carb Beef and Sweet Tree. And I just kind of locally offer baked goods. And I do have a few ready-made meals for people that I cook for uh, private cooking on a private cooking basis. Sorry, And it's a manageable clientele. And I'm picking up a few orders here and there. And there's one lady specifically who's, who's in her 70s, and I've known her for years. And she was one of the people who convinced me that I should do this. And so she's been, I've been providing her and I deliver to her and I bring her foods every week. And she's, she's lost over 40 pounds. Wow. And her, her glucose has gone down into the single digits and she's so happy and I'm so proud of her. And, you know, that's the reason that I decided to start that business is to help people and share it. And I encourage people and I share the recipes, go ahead and make them. I'm, you know, these aren't family recipes that I'm holding on to. You know, I want people to be able to do it for themselves, but for those people who can't do it, I'm happy to do it for them. So do you feel like it kind of became almost a, a, a godsend or, or a mission in some way? I do feel like it's a little bit of a mission because I feel like the experiences I've had with this disease have been unique in some ways. And with the gastro bypass and, you know, learning to live with the challenges that go along with, with that and also with changing my whole mindset on how I eat. So it is my mission to share that with people because if I can do it, they can do it. And they can feel motivated and they don't need to feel deprived and they don't have to feel like, oh, well, now I'm just eating, you know, lettuce and fish or, you know, chicken and green vegetables. I can't have anything good anymore. And they don't have to do that. You know, low in carbs does not equate to low in taste. What's the number one recipe that people request? Well, one of the most asked for treats that I have are cinnamon rolls. So I have a... have cinnamon rolls and I also I found some products out there during my my research and some of these are mixes by other businesses um, I tried a lot of them from scratch and when I find a mix that's been developed by another company and it works I just use that one and so for the for the bagels I use a, a mix created by a different company and I have rolls and I have pasta mixes and I have 
um, pizza mixes that I use from a different company. And I share, I share that with the people who ask me for the recipes here. These are the companies. These are the products are great. Go get them. What's your favorite thing to, that you've remade? You personally have remade. What, what is it? Your cinnamon rolls. And I mean, I'm trying to imagine a low carb, low sugar cinnamon roll. Right. Like that <laughs> defies imagination in some ways. And somehow you figured that out. How did you do that? I just just through research and looking online. And I found a product that makes the flour and it's a it's a low carb replacement. And I go out and I'll look at several different recipes for the same thing. I'll look at a recipe for a knockoff Cinnabon Cinnabon recipe. I'll look at keto cinnamon recipes. I'll look at, I'll just get a bunch of them and I'll go through and look at them and kind of make up my own based on what I think works. And I'll trial and error until I get come up with the, the perfect mix. So you really didn't change the way you were eating, meaning you still maybe had your family traditions, but you just made them healthier. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's the big barrier, right? People are like, look, I want grandma's dumplings at Christmas time or the holiday right. time, right? And then you go, well, I can't have it. Well, you can, but you just need to make it differently. It doesn't mean it's not the recipe or the spirit behind the recipe. It just means it's made a little more friendly for for you. And that's basically what you did with low-carb eats and sweet treats, right? Correct. For me, it's a challenge. Uh, one day, you know, somebody had posted on their Facebook and it was this, caramel macaroon chocolate thing and they made it with caramels and melted caramels and real chocolate and I said oh I don't suppose that's diabetic friendly and I said no I don't think you could make that diabetic friendly and I said hmm challenge accepted <laughs> so I, <laughs> I did and actually at Christmas time um, I, I came out with a variety pack that included low-carb shortbread cookies and banana nut muffins and these macaroons and peanut butter bars. And um, yeah, so they're like one net carb each. And I get so many different compliments about that particular, the macaroon cluster. And I make my own caramel from scratch as well. Is it more low carb than low sugar or is it a combination of both? It's both. If there's any sugar in it, I don't eat it. Okay. Right. So the, the sweeteners I use are the natural but based sweeteners. I use monk fruit. I, I use erythritol. I use allulose, which is a new one that's really good for diabetics and it doesn't leave a bad aftertaste. And that one is particularly, particularly good for making caramels and it acts like sugar in your recipes. So what's the name it's, of it? It's called allulose. Allulose. All right. We're going to have to yeah, look that it, one up. Yeah. It's really good. So I use that one in making the caramels and so, I mean, I'm doing this as a part-time basis. So I have all kinds of ideas and all kinds of things that I want to keep producing and trying. And But the big one, too, is then the bread and rolls and hamburger buns and stuff like that. Because that's, those are things that diabetics really miss is the bread. And look, people who eat low-carb or keto, they really miss the bread. So I found a company that's in Canada that creates a bread mix and pizza mixes and pasta mixes. And... They really nailed it. So those are the products that I use in my products. What's the company in Canada? The company is called Farm Girl, and they're based out of Ontario. And the products are fabulous. I really enjoy them because they're, they're a Canadian-based company as well. So I try to support local as much as possible. 
Talk a little bit about, because uh, I know a big part of the empowerment that you feel is is the Freestyle Libre. Can you talk a little bit about what happened, how you ended up getting it, and really what it's done for you? Sure. So uh, a lady that I work with had mentioned it, to, mentioned it to me because her daughter is diabetic and she was using it. So we had a conversation in the lunchroom one day and, and I decided to do some research on it. So I did and thought, hey, this is interesting because I would test probably, you know, five or six times a day with the blood strips. And so I talked to my doctor about it. I got the prescription for it and I, I went ahead with it. So I thought that it was a game changer for me. It really was because I tested so many times a day. And with with the Freestyle Libra, it takes the guesswork out of it. You know, I can check as often and as I, as I want to. And also, you know, I'm not. I'm not guessing before I eat. Like, oh, well, geez, how many, how many carbs can I eat? I'll test my blood and I'll say, oh, it's this, it's low. I can have a little bit of carb or, hey, it's a little bit on the higher end. I better not. I better just stick to my protein and my vegetable, you know. I also understand that the Freestyle Libre, but, but it's kind of a family affair for you. <laughs> yeah. So I recommend that to anybody who's diabetic and they test frequently. So uh, my my brother is also diabetic and he he would sometimes choose not to test his sugars if he decided that maybe they were high and, you know, he might be in a little bit of denial. (laughs) So we would always we would always talk about that. So when I was having great results, I suggested he give it a try. So he did and he's using it now. And He's a little bit more accountable to his to his glucose levels now because he tests often as well. And, and we're both actually set up so that when we test, we'll get the other's results. You know, so I'll get a ding on my phone and I'll look it up and I'll see what his sugar levels are like. And he can see mine. And if he's a little high, I'll ask him, hey, what did you eat or vice versa, you know. So, so it helps keep us accountable to someone else as well. And what about the rest of your family? How's the reaction been? Uh, you're, you, you have some grandchildren now, is that correct? Yes, I have four grandchildren. And when I started wearing this, my oldest grandson, Alex, he was quite um, mesmerized by this thing that was on Nan. So he would come over and he would point to it and he would say, are you a robot, Nan? And I would say, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> but, but <laughs> so now... You know, he will ask me, he, he, I'll test it. And because of the Freestyle Libra, he can see the results when it pops up on my phone. He knows if it's green, I'm good. Or he knows if it's red and the number's low, man needs to eat. And he'll tell me, oh, you better eat, man. So it's, yeah, a little bit of a family affair. What advice would you give someone who's been newly diagnosed or, or maybe they're a caregiver of someone who is living with diabetes? What advice, the best advice would you give to them? I would advise them to not get too overwhelmed. There's going to be information coming from your doctors, from the internet, from people around you. And I, I think you have to think about, I don't know, what's, what's best for you. You have to know that if you're going to a family affair, that people need to be, people around you need to be informed as well. They have to know that you're doing this for your health and you know, you can't have some of the things that they're eating at the potluck. So either you bring your own or, you know, if you're if you have a family member who's diabetic, have something when they show up to your house for an event that they can have, too. And it's going to make them feel more 
involved in the event and the, and the, the family get together. You have a website that people can go or, or reach out to you. Let's say they're having a family get together and they want to grab one of your recipes or something. How would they, how would they be able to find you? Well, I don't have a website per se, but I do have um, two Facebook groups. The, the first one is called Low Carb Eats and Sweet Treats. And that's where I, I will have my res- I will have my products out and people can order off of there. But I have another one. It's called Stay Calm and Low Carb On, on in Atlanta, Canada. And that group is open for questions and we share recipes there. And I'm also on um, Instagram. I just started an Instagram called Low Carb Eats and Sweet Treats. So anybody could reach out to me there as well. What's the one trick? Like if you were to say one thing that's super important for people who are considering redoing recipes and, and wanting to do them for their family members or themselves, if you could give one piece of advice, what would that be? Be careful with the sweeteners because there are sweeteners out there that are not very friendly to your digestive system. There are sweeteners out there that will actually increase your glucose level. So you have to be very careful of what you're replacing the ingredients for. So erythritol, monk fruit, allulose, xylitol, those are really good. Stevia is really good. I never use um, sugar twin. I don't use anything that would have aspartame in it or chemicals in it. What's the flour you would recommend? So I use almond flour and I use coconut flour, anything that's a nut-based. And also the Farm Girl products have a a recipe for, uh, they have a pizza mix, they have the bread mix. They have this recipe that they've come up with and it works. And they're a very high-protein, low-glycemic effect um, in the flours that they use. Sherry Lawrence, we thank you so much for being a part of Freestyle Life, for your insights, for your expertise, for your heart about all of this. We're, we're super grateful that you decided to join us on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be able to share anything that will help anybody else on their journey. So that's a wrap on this edition of Freestyle Life, a podcast brought to you in partnership with Abbott. We want to thank Sherry Lawrence for joining us and for all of you as well. If you have ideas for this podcast, questions that you'd love answers to, or guest suggestions, we want to hear from you. Please drop us an email at ideas at freestylelifepodcast.com. We'll talk with you next time. Until then, here's hoping we're all living our best lives. The views, positions, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily reflect the views of Abbott Laboratories. The views, positions, and opinions represented, as well as any reference to a specific product or entity, do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Abbott.